Hey, Andrew. Yeah, Sam? Uh, do you want to know what time it is? What time is it? It's time to cut out the cancer. didn't work did you see malignant i saw malignant you saw malignant oh forget edgar wright <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we're doing malignant i love edgar wright but no forget it oh bruh bruh forget it no fuck this shit no 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 <laughs> that is exactly what i wanted to have happen uh everyone outside and in between welcome welcome back, back. Uh. i saw malignant Why'd you do this to me, Sam? <laughs> How you doing, Andrew? How was your week? Do we do Edgar Wright? <laughs> I didn't watch Malignant. It's been a minute since I've seen Malignant. I, oh, I remember Malignant. <laughs> oh, no. Great. <laughs> Everyone, if you're at home, clap it up for Sam. He saved the surprise. Guess we're doing malignant. I like didn't. I like purposely didn't review it on Letterbox. I like didn't tweet about it. I was like, I have so many thoughts about this movie, and I want Andrew to be surprised. I want to capture Andrew's moment of surprise. All right, but live. <laughs> I think we could do a bit of malignant and then move into no, 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 no. There's no bit of malignant. <laughs> No, 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 but I have so many thoughts about last night in Soho. Yeah, but write them down. <laughs> <laughs> can we do a bit? Can we do a bit of malignant? I don't have a full hour of malignant in me. I don't think. Fine. Fine. How are you? I'm fine. We'll, how are we'll you? see how long. Let's start with malignant and see how long it takes. Okay. How How are you? I'm good. I had a good week. Uh, I'm about to have a probably stressful week, but I'm, I'm currently in a good mood, so here we go. Oh, that's good. I... Yeah. How are you? I'm also kind of in the same boat. Um, yeah. I have an audition for two comedy clubs November 20th. Ooh! Uh, and that's my goal till November 20th, is to make sure I get a really tight... Yeah. Excuse me, a tight, a really tight five. Hell yeah. That's a um, week after my birthday. Yes. It's going to be great. So uh, 2021's James <laughs> Wan's great film. Happy Halloween, folks. I hope you had a great Halloween. Happy um, Halloween. Malignant. Malignant. Start off now. Sam saw it, it due to I my surprise. <laughs> Andrew saw it like a month ago and then <laughs> saw it like And two then more hasn't times. stopped thinking about it. Yes, it like I was looking at my top I'll go first, I guess. I was looking at my uh, best of the year list. And I was like, you know what's number one? I can't I can't believe it. 
It's Malignant. I love Malignant. I think it's a great movie. For like the first half of that movie, I was like, uh-oh, did James lose it? Oh no, this is some corny nonsense. Ah, jeez. Ah, gross. Then there's something that happens. There's something that happens. And the movie turns it up to 11. And Andrew squeeze, squills like a little girl. In the best <laughs> way. In the best, in the ways that everyone wants to squill like a little girl. I love this movie. <laughs> um, Sam, I've been wanting to ask you this for like a month and a half. What did you think of Malignant? I really didn't like it. Uh, I Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Malignant. Uh, I'm just going to say spoilers because I can't yeah, talk spoilers. about without talking yeah. about the fucking bullshit. Um, here's the thing with Malignant. It's really pretty. When the rooms start melting away and like shit starts getting visually very interesting, I was like, oh, damn. Is this movie going to rip ass? Uh, like, is it going to rip fucking dick? Like, it's going <laughs> like, oh, this movie might be sick as hell. Uh, and then it's super not. It maintains this this C-movie, corny-ass yeah. bullshit the whole time. Yeah. Up until the fucking, the bit in the hospital bed, with the hospital bed at the end. She's like, oh, it was my body the whole time. If he can do it, I can do it picks up this hospital bed and then she just says the like corny ass message of the movie like fully just says i've been thinking i've been wanting this blood relation this whole time but even though you're my adopted sister maybe maybe you're my real sister i mean i don't need a blood you're my blood relation i was like yeah i also watched this movie i too know the message yeah. I don't need you to treat me like I'm a fucking child. But he and also tell me. He says that while he pours buckets of blood on your head. This is when you're clearing out blood out of your sinuses. Yeah, it's still bad. I didn't I don't I didn't like it. I thought it was it was not good. So when the scene happens, the big scene in the prison cell, what was Sam by God, I was like, I wish I was, I was like, in this the is... theater with you. I really, I, I wish saw, I, was I watched it fully, right next to you. I fully watched it at home. Yeah, but myself, another timeline. Not by myself, but you know. Um, We're at the Dolby in Times Square. Yeah. In our love seats. Yeah. Those, oh, those seats are so nice. Um, I miss those seats. Ugh. We saw Titanic in those seats. We saw Titanic, Titanic, but we saw Titanic in those love seats. And it was I great. was thinking, I was telling, <laughs> I was telling someone, you know how Andrew Thomas goes to a bar and talks to people about Titanic. Yeah, yeah. That's my life. <laughs> um, I was telling someone about my friend how I saw it in a theater, and I kept leaning over, going, "Like we're not even two hours in. <laughs> we just switched the VHS." Yeah, we got an hour left. Yeah, <laughs> just keep leaning over. <laughs> that was that was the experience. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening and confused, in the Dolby Theater in Times Square in New York City, uh, all the seats are like those like great recliner, lovely little comfy seats, and all of them are like the same length ish of row, mm-hmm. kind of all going up all of the theater. 
And like, there's no, it's just kind of a central section, except for two seats off to the left side of the audience that has a full aisle. And it's just two seats above the like entrance, the like entry vom into the theater. Exactly. And there's just two seats right there that has a foot, like you have two seats and then a full aisle and then the rest of the movie theater. And they are just great. <laughs> it's like made for teenagers for, yeah. for a first date. It's like yeah. made for that. Yeah. And Sam and, and, Sam saw, and I were like, yeah, no, those are our seats. Those are our seats, actually. We're going to see Titanic there. We saw a bunch of movies in those seats. We saw a bunch great. of movies there. Uh, but yeah, I the, uh, the scene in the prison, I was like, this is fun. This is a well-made scene. But like, I don't, I don't know. It's goofy. It's I just like, don't think I like James Wan. Yeah. Aquaman. Like... It's, Aquaman sucks. Like, but like, it's in the same spirit as Aquaman, right? It's like this movie is like two hours of an octopus playing drums, right? Yeah, I don't. I yeah, and I'm not a fan. Yeah. Call I also just like there's something. Master. There's something else going on in this movie, right? Like, it's not just the story of like this this family relationship between this between these sisters. Mm. There's something else. Like, there's another message that, like, because the first message is so overt and they literally fucking say it to you at the end of the movie, that all this other stuff feels like, well, what the fuck is all this about then? Like, it's so, I think it's, I think it's not well made because it's like, here's this very, like, we're going to beat you over the head with this idea. And then we're also going to have all this other bullshit that isn't related to that thing, but we're not going to talk about that. But we are going to talk about this incessantly. And I'm just... I when you just say like, uh, this and that, can you be more specific? I got lost. Andrew Thomas. Uh, like, th- they're talking about, like, the, the family relationship stuff incessantly. Mm-hmm. Just yes. all the time. But then they're not really talking about the, like, abuse of, this, of these children. Uh, yeah. About, like, you know, potential corruption in this, like, medical field uh they're not talking about revenge the like revenge they're not talking about the cancer stuff like they're not talking about all this other stuff at all they're just it's just kind of backdrop to this like beating you over the head with a sibling relationship and i just was like well what the fuck is the why why are you not talking about any of this if you you could spend you could take half the time you're talking about this sibling relationship thing and use that time to talk about all this other stuff. And then it would probably be a pretty concise, well-made movie. But instead, you're beating me over the head with with the sibling stuff and not talking about anything else. And so it's bad. I, Sam, oh, this is where I wanted to do the podcast. And also, <laughs> give a, we kind of did a whole podcast in 10 minutes. Good yeah. for us. Like, Because, like, I get everything you're saying. Like, I hear you. And, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But also, just the mystery of it all, I thought was fun. A lot of the... And you even said it. It's very pretty. It's shot very well. It's shot very... Yeah, it's really pretty. The fights are good. The murders are good. Um, Just... And this is where I wish you, I saw it with you, just, and just the way my theater reacted when the prison scene happened, it was Mm. like, 
it was like Avengers Endgame. It was like, <laughs> ah, what the, woo, ooh. Like, it was so much fun. And it yeah. was like, it was all leading to that. It was, I never felt like a, a director played the, the audience so much. Just like, all right, don't worry, don't leave, don't leave. Please stay, stay, stay. All right, here you go. And it was all leading to this backwards head man woman brutally murdering murdering people it's like it's the great oh my god but like i hear what you're saying like totally <laughs> james like one thing is like m night Shyamalan. it's it's potentially like a filmmaker we're about to talk about shortly i like their flaws and i there's something nice about their flaws to see them on screen and they know it and I feel like all three directors that I said, all three films that came out this year, weird, weird, uh, old, malignant, and now uh, Last Night in Soho. Last mm. Night in Soho. They all kind of see their flaws, and they play with it in this weird way. It's, yeah. Uh, but I hear you. There is some corny, dumb, illogical things in that movie. Yeah. Baffling Why is things. there like this weird romantic yes cr- creepy thing going on with like the cop and the sister and the other cop? Like what's that about? What like, is what that fuck? about? Like it just ends. <laughs> it's just there. Like why? It's so weird. It's like the corn like every every like plot beat is like if you're telling the story, think of the corniest possible plot beat. And thing to like get you to the next bit of the story, and guess what? That's how the fucking movie goes. Like that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Like when the cop is like, "Oh, did you did you finish that age up for me?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's why you brought her in, right?" And he's like, "What?" And he like looks through all his files and he finds just a photo of the woman that he was just talking to. He's like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." What the fuck else? What what the yeah. fuck else would it be, right? What the fuck else would it be? You couldn't be any cle- more clever with this, could you? All right. Well, I'm glad you saw it. Thank you for watching it. You're welcome. I watched it just for you. <clears throat> I know you did. Even if you watched it with people, even if someone else suggested it, I know. Your your instinct was to say nah, but you were like, for Andrew, for Andrew. Yeah, that no was actually how it went the, down. Yeah. So the uh, the girl I'm seeing, I like made a list of like spooky movies we could watch, mm-hmm. and I like ran through all of them, and then she like picked. She was like interested in like Malignant and another one that we maybe it follows. Um. And I was like, well, Andrew really wants me to see Malignant, so let's watch Malignant. <laughs> Dang. Well, thank you. Thank you, Emma? Emily. 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 Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Um, shout out on the pod. Um, yeah, she does not listen, so. Well, hey, still exist, but if, yeah. if you shout someone out on a podcast and they don't listen, does it, it happen? You would have liked it follows. That's the funny part. You would actually really I know. liked it follows. <laughs> I know I would have liked it follows, Andrew. You would have really I liked know. it. I know. I um, know. <sighs> thank you. 
I've been I've been needing a good surprise lately. I was like, dang, what's the last time I've been surprised? Thank you, Sam. That was that my, was that was, that my was Halloween surprise. Thank you so much. Anyway, uh, last night saw <laughs> a completely different film. A completely different, much like *Malignant*. This the our *Malignant* talk will just be this weird parasite on yeah on this episode. Hey, yeah, um, much like Gabriel. Much like Gabriel. It was actually really funny because obviously the characters in Emil- in *Malignant* her given her first given name is Emily, mm-hmm. and when it happened, she was like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> <laughs> And apparently her little sister was almost named Gabrielle. Oh. And she was like, this was wild for me. And I was like, yeah, that must have been weird. so. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. What a fun movie. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. I don't know. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, I get why Andrew loves this movie. But I just, I couldn't get behind it. And, and Andrew was just like, maybe Sam will be like, whoa, that prison scene. <laughs> the prison scene is good. But it doesn't fix the movie. Uh, well, one good. Night. I've said this, I've motherfucker. I've said this since the beginning of our goddamn podcast. One good scene doesn't make a movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, last night in Soho, twenty minutes in. <laughs> uh, thank you for indulging us. If you haven't seen it, sorry for spoiling it. Dang, but hopefully you skip. I'll put ahead. a little. I'll put a little thing. Uh, thanks, I'll bro. say skip to like, you know, 19 minutes in. <laughs> thanks, bro. Um, yeah. I'm still in uh, shock. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. You did that to me because you said it's time to pull the cancer. And I was like, That's not it took you so trilogy. long. That's yeah. not Baby Driver. It's not Scott Pilgrim. You said you did see the Spark Brothers. Did it happen here? I've only seen it once. They say that malignant, and oh my god, you saw malignant! <laughs> that was everything in my head. Okay, it took you so long that I thought you just didn't remember the line. You saw malignant. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Late night in Soho. Edgar Wright's film. We saw it. We watched it along with all of Edgar Wright's films. Retrospective yeah. time, baby. Um, Hell yeah. We will be talking about Late Night in Soho first, and then kind of... Last Night in Soho. La- well, God! <laughs> Last Night in Soho first, and then we'll be talking about Edgar Wright. So I hope uh, you're an Edgar Wright fan. If you're not, still stick around. We will be spoiling all the movies. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start with what are what are your overall thoughts with last night in Soho? Um cuz this is like your boy. You've been an Edgar Wright boy forever. Yeah. Yeah. Really like I guess I'll No, I'll say. No, let's start it now. Can I can I give you my Edgar Wright thing? Yeah. My whole yeah, no, I remember I was at the uh Irving Public Library. They sold VHSs cuz that's how old I am. And I saw they had one of Shaun of the Dead. I was like, Shaun of the Dead is a new movie. How is it? How is it on VHS? And it was like a critic screener when they sent VHSs. And I guess it was like one of the last ones. And I was like, cool, I'll grab it. Went home, 
popped it in the VHS because again, I am old. We had one set yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was truly one of those movies that changed Andrew Thomas's life. Um, <laughs> I was during the rewatch. I realized how many times I've seen Shot of the Dead. Like I know every beat. I know sound cues. I know the way the wind blows. Like. I've seen that movie a million times and yeah, I fell in love with Edgar Wright ever since then. Edgar Wright's like a big avenue. There are so many film references in his films and I listened to the commentary tracks and he lists all these movies and I was like, well, time to watch these movies. (laughs) So like Edgar Wright's like a really, really, really important figure in my life. Um, And going back to i was very excited i watched no trailers all i knew was that anya taylor joy sung downtown that is the Mm -hmm. only thing i knew and i walked out of the theater and i really liked it i really Mm -hmm. really really liked it there are issues there were moments in the movie particularly in the last act where i was a little afraid i it was like it was like the quarterback threw the football and the catcher caught it, but he was like fumbling the ball in his hands. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. But for me, he made, he caught it, he tucked it in, and he made the touchdown. Um, can you tell I've been watching football? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed this movie. It's really the most beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so pretty. Um, and... In a lot of ways, it's his most mature film, which I really enjoy because it still has Mm. fun Edgar Wright moments, but not to discourage his other movies, but like it was a movie. Like it was no longer imitation of those types of movies. It Mm -hmm. was simply just a psychological thriller. Yeah. And yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Sam, what did you think? And also, what's your Edgar Wright experience? I've I've watched Edgar Wright for a really long time. I I don't have like a particular memory of like the first time I watched an Edgar Wright movie. I know the first one I watched was Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. I think my mom like rented it or something and was like, "Hey, we should watch this movie." And that tra- that makes sense for for uh, how my mom would show me movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a particular memory of it like sticking out and being like, "Oh, this is." in my brain now you know yes like i was never really obsessed with it i remember like watching world's end like when it came out like with my mom and we were both weren't super into it um and then uh maybe it was after we saw scott pilgrim that she like started showing me them i don't know Mm. it was some you know it was in that time from 2007 to 2011 or 2013 i should say yeah in that sort of era um, because I remember, I remember seeing Scott Pilgrim and really liking it. And then my mom might have been like, "Oh, you should watch Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> if you like that, you'll probably like these." Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, I can't. I can't remember. I'm sure my mom will listen to this episode and then she'll tell me how it all happened. Uh, hi, Sam's uh, mom. Yeah, hi. Love you. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I watched you know scott pilgrim when it came out i watched world's end when it came out i watched baby driver when it came out uh i got really sad when edgar wright wasn't directing ant-man yeah 
That was a dark day. Uh, that news broke the day before, the day after, or on my birthday. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the That's heartbreaking. Right. <laughs> That was a rough. That was a rough time. I was really excited for Edgar Wright's Ant Man. Mm. I still want to see Edgar Wright's Ant Man. I really want to know what that movie is. We'd be in a different world. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would be in a better world, probably. Because probably. You know. <laughs> but here we are. One two punch uh, of Guardians. And are you Edgar ready for Ant Man? Are you ready for Ant Man and the Wasp? A bunch of squiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like, no, that's the movie I'm boycotting. I remember Jonathan Majors, and I'm like, why do they have to get people I like? Yeah, that's the problem with the MCU at this at this time, right? They have to like, get people I like. Do I really want to see Eternals? Not really. But boy, do I love Kumail Nanjiani. Exactly. Boy, do I love Chloe Zhao. Boy, do I love like all the all the Stark boys. Boy, do I love creepy creepy A24 boy. <laughs> Dunkuck. <laughs> I love all I love all these boys. I don't know I don't know what you want from me. Quick side tangent, we do this. It's getting horrible reviews. I'm getting really excited. Cause it's I feel like I, it's what were you gonna say, sorry. I don't know. I I I it got review bombed. Review bombed, I should say, yeah. Is which is like not which is not indicative of, of the quality of that film at all. No, it's not review bombed, it's real critics. These are like it's not just like jerks on the internet they're it, like but real it, critics yeah i mean it has like what a 60 percent on rotten tomatoes uh the last i saw was a 55 oh maybe it went down it might have also gone up it went wrong i'm gonna check right now it might have gone up yeah um for me it's a win-win because either it's really divisive it's real it's an artist doing something which great or it's really bad and it's the first signs of the mcu dying like it's a win-win for H. Thomas. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna do any do any death to the MCU. I hope. I Specifically hope. because of that fucking Spider-Man movie. God. It's at 60%. I was right. Oh, it went up. Okay, I 60%. definitely saw it rotten. This is what made me go. It was, it was rotten for a bit, but mm. 60% is the cutoff for rotten, so. Yeah, so we'll see. Let's see how it holds up yeah. on Friday. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so so last night in Soho, I don't know if I like it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of me and Griffin, my buddy. We we saw it together. We were sitting and watching the credits and kind of talking, and I was like, "Hmm, <laughs> now what the fuck was that good, or was it bad?" And I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I think I liked it, but I know talking to Andrew will be able to, like... Yeah, of course. Get through all my thoughts. So, I by the end of this podcast, I'll know if I like this movie or I dislike this movie. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, so, yeah. Where do you, where do you want to start? You want to start with this cast? Yeah, let's hop into a cast. It's a good cast. It is a very good cast. Uh, we got uh, Terrence Stamp and Diana Rigg uh, as uh, uh, the silver-haired gentleman and Miss Collins, the kind of two elder uh, people. Yeah, I the thought film. they were both really good. They both, I yeah. mean, 
they both, when you're that old and you're not just that old, you're that experienced. They've been acting for almost 50 years. And I know Diana Riggs passed away recently. Uh, But yeah, no, they're both really good. They know what they're doing. They know what this script and this story calls for and they do it perfectly. Like sometimes the best teacher for anything, but with acting in this situation, the best teacher is time. Yeah. And yeah, Diana Riggs, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, really sad to lose her last year. Um, but she did such a good job. She's she's one of the best parts of Game of Thrones too. Yes, she is. Uh, she's great. Um, Do you ever remember that we watched all of that recently? Sometimes I for often I forget, and then yeah. something happens, and I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that all spring of 2020. Huh. That spawned this whole. That spawned the new era of Welcome Back. It of did. Doom long projects was me being like hey we're still stuck inside do you want to watch all the game of thrones <laughs> it did yeah yeah mm. what a time what a time uh yeah i think i thought they did a really good job uh then we got ooh baby edgar wright's first black man second <laughs> we got jamie uh, fox <laughs> right i'm so sorry you know everyone second. from the jungle to the trap house knows bats Ah, it's such a good line. That's a great line. Uh, uh, yeah, second black man, like third person of color, uh, in a in a relatively bigger role. Yeah, in a much bigger role than since Knives and Scott Pilgrim. And bats, yeah, bats not, is okay. a big part. Yeah, knives, bats, and uh, 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 that pretty racist part in, in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> We said this last time we watched it, but this time watching it, I was like, damn, this is, like, racist. <laughs> uh, the first X. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's barely in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's four. Then we got um, the Bats. woman from Baby Driver, her uh, yeah, darling. Yeah, Darla. Darling? I don't know. Um, then the, the, the hat... The guy, also in Baby Driver. Oh, yes! Who doesn't like hats? He's great. He is very good. Uh, But that's it. Uh, Before Michael Ajao? Ajao? And he was uh, one of the baby boys in Attack the Block. Have you seen Attack the Block? I've not seen Attack the Block. Um, I want to see Attack the Block. I believe Edgar Wright wrote that with his good friend and working partner joe Cardish. it's a great movie john boyega's first major role it's like yeah, yeah. beams movie star energy like it's great um edgar wright did not he produced, he produced attack it. the block he okay. did not write it okay my, my mistake yeah yeah uh but i thought michael did a great job as john we already said spoilers yes uh no but we can now spoilers right here especially um, I really liked him. I thought he was really nice. He played the sweet boy very well. Oh boy, I thought he was going to be a bad guy. Oh boy, I thought he was going to be a bad guy. It was going to break. It was going to. It wasn't going to break yeah. Andrew Thomas's heart. It was going to break the thirteen-year-old black boy in Irving, Texas's heart. It was just going to yeah. destroy him. And the entire time, I was like, please, please don't make him bad. 
please don't yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert for promising young woman don't promising young woman me please yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he did a good job. I thought I, yeah, I thought he got a little, I thought it got a little kind of one note at parts, but yes, I, still, 100%. I, still, I still think he did a good job. Uh, then we had Matt Smith. I will want to say going back the one note, I wouldn't blame on him. I would blame that on the writing. Um, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. That character yeah. was very one note, it which is disappointing. Thing. He played it well. What was the he did play guy's name? Michael Ajao? Ajao? Unsure Michael how to say A-J-A-O. And I don't know how to say that. Great yeah. job. Uh Matt Smith. The one of the one of the I'm not gonna Who? Who? I'm not gonna Who? I don't wanna get into my Doctor Who <laughs> thoughts right now. Right, that's too much. Um But, but very Smith. good actor. <laughs> Matt Smith. He did a very good job in this film. Yes. <laughs> um, I know you. Do you watch The Crown? Do you watch The Crown? No, I don't watch The Crown. Mm. That's a hit or miss because I could see that being a Sam show, but also you being like, no, I have a moral reason why I'm not watching that. It show. looks. It looks boring. <laughs> it does. I've heard nothing but good things. Lupita. I've heard nothing lived, but good things from from it. from people who like watching old period pieces and i don't yeah, like old period true. pieces yeah like emma i watched ben made me watch emma because it's like one of his favorite movies and i was like it's good but like i don't know just fuck already like i don't need i don't <laughs> like that like <laughs> that like ooh, we have to be so prim and proper and all the tension of of like our hands touching during a dance Ooh, ooh. I'm like, just, I don't care. Just it's fuck. weird. I'm in the middle. Cause like some, it depends on my mood, I guess. Cause sometimes I'm yeah. like, come on. But sometimes that works for me. Sometimes I'm like, yes. Cause that's life. Why do we have to live by this etiquette society? Yeah. I think, I think my thing with it is like, I could, I can do that sort of tension in, in modern movies or in movies that are not like set in this like mm-hmm. stuffy period drama stuff. Because when it's modern, it feels like you have the option, but like there is something else holding you back. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it a lot more interesting okay. rather than society at large is kind of holding you back. I'm like, yeah, society at large kind of holds everybody back. I get it. Like, you know, Yeah, if she um, just goes over and sticks his tongue down her throat, she's going to get tied to a rock and thrown in a lake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's very different than like a modern relationship drama. I hear that. I hear that. You know? Yeah. That's no, why sure. like my favorite... My favorite, like, period pieces are, like, Greta Gerwig's Little Women and uh, The Favorite. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, yeah, they're period pieces, but they don't really feel like period pieces. Like, all yeah. that tension is still there, but they're, <clears throat> the characters still feel like they're able to, like, breathe and kind of, like, break out of it in mm-hmm. in much better ways. Anyway, Last Night in Soho, <laughs> Matt Smith. <laughs> I think he's good. You think he's, he's good? Let's I, talk yeah, about other he's people. He's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then what? We have our two leads, right? Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy and Thomasin McKenzie. Is this our first time? No, can't. We did Glass and must have done other things with Anya Taylor Joy. Have we done others? I know I mentioned Queen's Gambit last year. Yeah, you 100% Because it was fine. We did do the Witcher. I have also Split. mentioned. Well, I mean, we did do Split. We did M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, we did, we did some M. The M. Night stuff. 
I talked about the witch at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, probably during the last. I talked right? about my my X Men watch watching New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, just I forgot that movie existed. <laughs> I was like, who is she in X Men? Was she an actor yeah. then? She wasn't in Dark Phoenix. <laughs> no, she's in the New Mutants. She has a big sword. She does. There's like a whole CGI fight at the end of that movie. That movie yeah. tried. That movie tried and just failed because greed wins at the end of the day. But yeah. <laughs> enough about Disney. Um, and then, of course, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Thomas and McKenzie, Jojo Rabbit, The Hobbit. Uh, old, old. She is the an old. king. Uh, and uh, leave no trace. Have you seen Leave No Trace? No, I remember you telling me I should watch it. It's it's nice. I think I think it's nice. I it's remember like, you saying I would like it specifically. I think you would like it. I think you would like it. Uh, I think it's nice. It's not like f- f- fantastic or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like Thompson McKenzie. So. Yeah, if you like that guy, then you're going to like the movie. Uh, yeah, I thought they did, like, really, like, really good. Like, yeah. really good. <laughs> like, really good. I, it, yeah, I just thought they were great. In roles, maybe, maybe I'm speaking to, maybe. In roles we don't see often, specifically, uh, Thomason, Thomason McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's been a while since I've seen a woman falling apart, but it's kind of fun. Like, there's still that fun element there. It's not someone trying to win an Oscar. It's... Yeah. 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 Yeah, that Um, is not... Yeah, especially just thinking about Anya Taylor-Joy in Queen's Gambit, which is (laughs) rough. I haven't Uh, seen Queen's Gambit, but I know that's a good bird. (laughs) It could... Man... Queen's Gambit could be a great two-hour movie. <laughs> Instead, it's a fine eight-hour TV show. It's eight? I thought it was five. No, it's eight. Dang. Um, yeah. And it could be a really it could be a really good two hours. It could be a really good 2.30. But it's a mediocre eight. Dang. Um, but yeah, no. I think Thomas and McKenzie was really, really good and really fun. She, like, surprised me. Because at yeah, first, she was, great. she was just quiet and, and very, very meek. And I was like, okay, all right, sure, whatever. Um, but then just throughout the movie, she really took me on a journey. Her, with her performance. Yeah, yeah um, she did great. And with Anya Taylor-Joy, I, she was, I enjoy her. She's going to have a great career. She has a lot of fun. I loved when she danced. That scene where she was dancing, it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. They also, I, if you haven't checked it, if you haven't retroactively checked it out, I really, I highly recommend, I think the first trailer for this movie, mm-hmm. is they just, they use her acapella downtown as like the, the song that's, that's playing I, in the I'm background. So and it's like a, it's a really good trailer. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I have. I have listened to it. I've had my head down in a theater. Yeah, um, it's a really good trailer. It's a really good trailer. It's and really it's well her done. singing, right? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful voice. Um, 
but just that scene where she's yeah in the club and she's meeting the different guys and it's cutting back and forth i just i've been thinking of like some of her moves maybe because mm-hmm. i've been out dancing this weekend that's why yeah. but <laughs> that's probably why uh yeah uh, yeah let's get let's talk so about overall good movie. cast um i do want to bring up one thing in the movie that i like because the movie is dealing with a lot um yeah but one thing that i really enjoyed about it is that like moving to a big town like yeah i've never like fallen asleep and traveled back in time to the 60s to find my counterpart that's never happened yeah. to me but i felt this way like i get it like there's something is that me is that andrew being crazy like no i think that i think that's a that is a fair feeling to feel if you are someone who has moved from a small town to a big city mm-hmm. i the anxiety did not that. yeah i did not super feel that way because like edmonton is it's not a, the biggest city in the world but like it's mm. a city and, and i live yes. downtown mm. in the city for like five formative years of my life so moving to new york was kind of like yeah, yeah okay. that's true right that's like, like i didn't really feel Dallas. the yeah i didn't really feel the like culture shock of like big city what do i do how do i do things mm-hmm. you know no i totally hear that uh i guess for me because even irving's not like a little little small town it is a small town but like dallas is right there but there's yeah there's just something in that movie of just the anxieties of being alone in a city not knowing your way trying to figure it out trying to get a job weird people are just weird white people are just staring at you all the time like yeah i like there's something in the movie that i feel like does that very it holds that theme it carries that thought very well. Um, yeah, I think I think the parts of that that worked for me were the were the going to a school, like an mm-hmm, art school, mm-hmm. right? And like you know that that I think that part worked really well of the like mean girl trope <laughs> sort of thing. I think that that worked. Yeah, like it, it's not perfect. I have a lot of problem. I have a lot of the more I think about this movie, I have more problems with it. Of course. Um, but uh, I think I still think that that stuff worked for me overall um now you had some points point i had a i had a big question and it's gonna it sort of encompasses a lot of what i think is going on in this movie Mm -hmm. it is about edgar wright so i think this can really this can transfer us into our whole thing when we're done talking about it um baby uh um edgar wright is a really he's a good filmmaker. He's very stylistic. He knows what he wants, gets it done. I'm really happy to see him doing not a comedy mm-hmm. uh, or anything really action oriented. Uh, I really liked that. It, it, I was like very very happy with that. But should a cis het white man have directed this film hmm all right so that's and i'm assuming a lot of your problems throughout the whole movie kind of yeah all kind of leads back to that right yeah because like i couldn't after watching this movie i couldn't stop thinking about promising young woman 
Of course. I feel like those movies accidentally or purposefully fit very well together, right? Like, they are... Yeah. And so, this movie... I don't know. It just felt... Like, something was off the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I think that it might be because it was directed by a man. (laughs) There are... Not that... Like, obviously, artists... like, Like... artists are allowed you can talk about whatever you want to talk of about course. like you're, as an artist you can do whatever you want we get that we're on that side but like this movie is so so particular and so specific of like this problem right? i'm very happy there was a woman in the writing room like he could have just yes. said yeah, yeah. this is all me but and what yeah is... christy christy wilson cairns uh she most recently you would know her from writing 1917. Oh, okay. Huh. And some, and, and she's writing, uh, she's writing Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie. Taika Waititi has a Star Wars movie? Yeah, did you not know Taika Waititi's making a Star Wars? Oh. All I know is Patty Jenkins and Knock on Wood, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Taika Waititi got a, got oh. a Star Wars. This is old news. Good for him. I guess that news left my brain. There's no way yeah. I wouldn't have known, but yeah. it left the brain. Um, yeah, he got a Star War. He's doing a Star War. Well, cool. I'm glad she's getting big studio stuff. And from the script, I mean, it's two people, so it's hard to say I liked what she did. But I like the script a lot. So yeah, yeah that's the your script work. overall. The script overall is really good. Um. There is a part of the movie where I was like, are are we talking like, of course, yes, we're talking about women in this world and how the world, the system, whatever you want to call it, pits women to do things that they don't want to do for the sake of men's pleasure. Of course. Yeah, the, the like but objectification. Can I, can and, I, can I, can yeah, I finish? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I thought in the middle of this movie, I was like, but also for Edgar Wright to help him. Are you also talking about how art does this to people? We all kind of feel like, for lack of a better word, like prostitutes in some way, doing things just to fulfill our creative scratch. Yeah. And it doesn't. I, I would be giving Edgar Wright too much credit if I said that's what the movie is doing. Um, yeah, I think there is something there. Like, who knows how he feels about Disney and of him. Of course, right? Right. Like, I get, I get it, but it still just feels like if he wanted to, to be a part of that sort of story, I don't know, you can work on the script and produce a thing, but maybe let someone else actually direct it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it also, just feels like... Yes, for sure. Also, there is an element that I like about this film um, that I didn't even point out. Uh, Lupita pointed out to me. Um, it's about how romanticizing the past is kind of... Not stupid, um, but it is problem. There, it's problem. It, there are problems with romanticizing uh, an entire era where things that happened to Anya Taylor-Joy just happened and no one cared. And there is an element of that, and especially with Edgar Wright loving 
70s films and loving American exploitation films and and yeah. seeing his career and how they influenced him. It's interesting that he had that conversation. Like, I feel like yeah. there are... And I... <laughs> I'm bringing up other points because I just want to... No, I get thing. it. Yeah, of course. There's so many... There's so much going on. I, I have... I, yeah, yeah. But even hearing all that, what do you still... What's... You still feel like there's something being ignored? I don't know if it's being... I don't know if it's ignored. I just... It just, it feels like, uh, here it fucking comes, my guy. It feels like Tarantino making a movie about slavery. All right. I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I said, what? (laughs) Right? Like, it feels like, it feels like this, like, like, cishet white man making a movie about how women feel objectified and exploited by the world around them just at all times and also by the industry Mm -hmm. in the same way that it feels weird about, you know, a white man really wanting to say the N word a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is, this is sort of the, the, it, it, to me, it's not as egregious as, as Tarantino because it doesn't feel as um, exploitative. Mm hmm. Um, and right, shady. like there's no sex scene. There's no it across. Yeah, he doesn't really. And please correct me if I'm wrong. You, Sam Bandit, and anyone uh, who's listening to this, but I feel like he doesn't really objectify women in any of his films. Like he does a bit in Scott Pilgrim, uh, but I don't know if that's his fault because the books also do it. But also um, within Scott Pilgrim, they're also that's kind of the point of Scott yeah, Pilgrim. Like it's kind of a it, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, they have a bunch. Yeah, I don't, I don't of Darlin and, and Baby Driver, but it's so Pat's can look at her butt, and then John Hamm can go like, "Why are you looking at her butt?" Yeah, yeah, Olivia he definitely Coleman. doesn't do it a whole lot. Yeah, like, exactly. He, he knows he knows that he's like he's not an egregiously sexist filmmaker, right? By, like by any means, we he, we shouldn't give him a cookie, but like. He's a lot better than other filmmakers. Yeah, he's he's not doing... He's being a normal human being. He's not being a good, great <laughs> exactly. person. He's not being a shitty person. He's just being normal. He's doing the bare right? minimum. Um, yeah, right? And, and so I'm not really going to give him a whole lot of credit for that. Of course, but of course. It just... Yeah, I think, I think it really comes into the ending. Like, when she's like, I'm going to go in, get my stuff, and we're going to leave. It feels so sinister. I didn't want I didn't want Diana Riggs's character to feel sinister in that moment when she was like, "Oh, of course I'm not going to stab you. Like you don't deserve that. I'm just I just poisoned you." Like it, I it felt like the, it felt like it didn't work with the rest of what was going on. I wanted her to just be like, "Look, this happened." Like is it the best way to do it? No. Did they deserve it? Yeah. But like, you know, it's like, it's that, that part just felt really, when she's like chasing her up the stairs and, and it's like trying to stab her and stuff. I, I thought it was a gorgeously, it's all gorgeous. Like that's the it's thing. About, it's well, pretty. it's made well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, why, do, why make it evil? Why make this moment an evil moment? 
to build to the to all the ghosts being like save us like kill her and she's like no and i was like yeah sure that moment yeah i agree don't help these horrible men but also i don't need this moment you know i kind of i would have been fine if that moment was just a conversation Hmm. i hear that you know if it feels like oh all this tension is building all this tension is building these ghosts are coming they're like haunting her all the stuff is going on you know, you find out it's her. You find out she killed all these men. And then it's just like, hey, let's just talk about it. I hear that. And I think that I think that is the thing that if this was like a, a, fee, a woman directing the movie, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't have felt like it needed to become sinister or evil it could have just been a a genuine honest conversation about this problem i hear i really i get what you're saying i get what you're saying with how edgar wright directing it it feels weird it feels odd it's just yeah the message of the film gets muddled what i like about that scene and what hit me then because a lot of the thoughts you were thinking, I was also thinking while watching. But yeah. when she was going up the stairs stabbing uh, stabbing at uh, Thomas and McKenzie, I was like, oh yeah, let us not forget. This is an Edgar Wright movie, right? We're here to have fun. Like, this is still the slasher film that you would want an Edgar Wright movie to be. I hear what you're saying with, but then the message kind of gets muddled and you don't want to do that. When you lose your move, when you lose your movie's message, what are you doing? But yeah, also, like that was sort of the yeah. You're like here I, to have I, fun. I, I, I this is a nice Halloween movie. I wouldn't mind if it turned into a fun sort of Edgar Wrighty thing, but I just wanted a genuine conversation mm-hmm. in that moment instead of oh, I poisoned you, and now it's and now it's you know I'm gonna chase you up the stairs and the house is gonna catch on fire and like all this other stuff. Yes, I kind of was just like I just want to have like you know this older woman who went through a horrendous time as a, as a young woman and this woman who is like new to the city and is experiencing a lot of this, like objectification in this um, amount uh, to have just a conversation about it, to just be like, Hey, this is fucked up. We shouldn't have to like, we shouldn't have to have this conversation. We shouldn't have to deal with this, but that's how the world is right now. Mm how are we going to deal with it? Especially as, especially like having Thomas and McKenzie's character be a fashion designer, like fashion and models and stuff. Like it can be so exploitative of women is so objectifying. It can be, it's not always, I understand a lot of fashion designers mm-hmm. do a really good job of not doing that, but to the wider audience, like how many dudes like objectify Victoria's secret models? Or like that old Carl's Jr. thing where it's like, oh, oh we're going to have super, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I see mean, Car- I, Carl's I, Jr. doesn't exist in Canada. So oh, I don't see okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not old. That okay. Carl's, that Jr. Carl's thing. Jr. thing. Yeah. With, you know, with women in bikinis eating cheeseburgers. It's like all of that stuff. I think there's so much to talk about in that world Mm -hmm. and as an actor and as a singer like 
so much of the like there's so many things all happening about like the objectification of women in this little thing and instead of having a conversation about it she gets poisoned and she has to run up some stairs to and we just get stabbed. the uh abridged version of the conversation you would have loved it sounds like there's just a lot left to be desired for you yeah and, and like that part is still fun like i like edgar wright as a filmmaker i have a really good time i'm so happy to see him do something that wasn't a comedy something that wasn't an action movie mm-hmm. that i i loved the like when someone with this with edgar wright's amount of style dips into horror dips into creepy ghosts and like you know the way all that stuff played out the the transitions in in the dream sequences i was like holy shit this is like good yeah this is like good good but then at the end i don't i don't know i just i wanted something else um, it just wasn't there for me there is some people i have two more points i forgot my second one but hopefully it'll come back um, yeah yeah a lot of people are annoyed with this movie because it does, and it does, it kind of like frowns upon sex work. And yeah, I feel like if you're annoyed at Edgar Wright or the movie at that, you're kind of missing the point. But there is a conversation worth having. Like, yeah, like obviously the men in the movie were abusing her. Every yes. Everyone she killed was abusing her. That's what I took away from the movie. I think that is the point. But, like, of course, if you hire a sex worker, you're not automatically bad. If you are a sex worker, you're not automatically being abused. Like, yes, sex work is real work. Like, if if this is something that you want to do, like, fucking go for it. I hope you enjoy it. Like, I hope you get fulfillment out of of this thing or you find it, you know, satisfying to, to let you live your life. But this movie does not do a good job of mm-hmm. of talking about that, which is another aspect of like that conversation that I want at the end of like I was forced into sex work. I was trying to be a singer and a dancer and an actor. Yeah. And I was forced into this thing that I didn't want to do that was also just as just as derogatory as these men watching me dance on stage. You know, like Remember Zola. I wanted that there's yeah, there's so much going on in that in that little fucking in that moment when she makes her tea that I was like, oh, I want this scene to like, I want this conversation. I wanted it like, there's a great episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where uh, Terry gets stopped by a cop in like his own neighborhood and gets like racially profiled. And it's like this whole thing. And there's this great conversation towards the end of the episode where Terry sits down with Captain Holt in his house and they just have an honest conversation about race. They just have an honest conversation about being a black police officer in New York City. And it does it fully encompass that whole conversation? No, it's a sitcom. They have like two minutes to of get Of course, this of course, exactly. But it's they still tried. nice. Like they tried. They do they go for it. And I think, you know, for the time and, and energy that they have, they nail it. I think they did a really good job. There's like the whole last season of Brooklyn Nine Nine does a really good job of exploring like you know, the, all the stuff that happened with all the, the protests uh, last year. They do a really good job of doing that because they're just like, hey, let's just have an honest conversation about this topic written by a diverse team of people, directed by a diverse team of people. Like, because everyone on the on the other, on the the other backside of the camera is, is 
so diverse, it makes those moments really land. Mm -hmm. But when it's a cishet white man directing this movie about, you know, what's the middle word you're saying? I'm I'm not being snark. Like I just what's you said cis something white man. What's the middle word? Oh, het. What's that? I do not know. Uh, Heterosexual. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just whoop, so yes. squeezing it all, squeezing it all in. in. Um, yeah. uh, it just it feels off to me. I hear that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I get what you're saying. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about uh, a cis a cis white man more? Yeah, let's do it. I'm fu- like, I'm happy to talk about. It. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm of happy course, to keep of course. About this. And but, I mean, we're definitely gonna come back to this movie. So, yeah, yeah, this this will come up. So the film is, of course, directed and written by the one, the only, the real star, Edgar the Wright. Star, Edgar Wright. Um, the reason we <laughs> the break from David Lynch we both needed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything just overall before we hit the ground running with these films? <sighs> They're, it's just so much fun. He's a fun filmmaker. It's just so much fun, you know? Like, it's just a good time. It's like know. if Tarantino and, and Spielberg were one person. Yeah, almost. Like, it's it's kind of wild. It's yeah, yeah. But who boy? He has one thing that he does, doesn't he? Who until Edgar last night in Soho? He had one thing that he did. Oh, just like action and and. Well, just like all his movies are super similar. Yes, of course. I will yeah. argue for three of them being similar, but even still, yeah, no, those those latter, yeah, I I I hear you, man. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. 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 But. Um, what about you? Oh. Um. So I'll start walking in from. I one day recently, like two months ago, maybe, maybe even a month ago, maybe even less. I was just excited for late night Soho. I was looking at the release dates. We have a podcast. It's good to know yeah. what movies we should do. And I was looking at it, and I was like. Dang. Also, I was sad at this moment, just in time, because co- doing stand-up comedy really kills your ego. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 oh boy. And I was like, I need something just to make me feel good. You know what makes yeah. me feel good? All of Edgar Wright's movies. He's having a movie coming out. I would love to watch him. I've been meaning to watch World's End for a while. I've had an itch to watch Baby Driver. And if those two movies are, I'm watching soon... Let's just add a few more. And I called up <laughs> Sam and I told him. And Sam was like, well, I'm annoyed about watching more movies. I'm anno- I am. I, I'm not lying to you, Andrew. I'm annoyed watching more movies. That's but five bruh, more movies that you're making bruh, me watch. I love Edgar Wright too. So yeah, let's do it. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is how the conversation went. And that's yeah, how we right. walked into it. No, you, you had me laughing. You had me dying. You had me dead. Dead? Shot of the dead? <laughs> Oh God! Not this again! Yes, no. Watching it this time, watching it the first time. Let's just talk about it loosely. What'd you think? 
Shaun of the Dead's real good, man. It's real good. It's real fun. It's it's goofy. It's a good time. It's not like the best film ever, but it's really good. I have to agree with you in saying it's not the best film ever, but I will say it's like one of the greatest first movies, right? It's like, yeah. it's great. It's so much fun. And it's so like, again, we should give pats on the backs for saying this, but so competently made. It's like, it doesn't feel like a first movie. Yes. I know he directed a TV show. Um, spaced um and he did a bunch of short films but like it feels like someone who's made three or four movies made shot of the dead yeah yeah and it's so much fun right so much fun and it's sweet too don't stop me now (laughs) kill the queen what kill the jukebox um (laughs) it's very sweet um one thing that will I'll touch on with, I think every single one of these movies is like just this how caring it is, how non cynical mm. all of these movies are, um, and with Shaun of the Dead, how Ed and Sean are this couple, the real couple of the movie, but also we're dealing with this his romantic love of Liz yeah. and. It's so fun. Having that weird love triangle is so fun. And then you put a zombie movie on top of it. Um, Yeah, it's great. A scene I'm still floored by is when, again, spoilers for all these movies, is when they have to shoot um, Sean's mom. I've always, the first time I saw it, I cried. And then I've seen it a hundred times more. This time I cried too. Maybe also because a year of, pandemic thinking about my own parents mortality but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also it's just but, well made <laughs> it is well made it um, is well done any seeds pop out to you anything any issues i mean i don't know it's it it, it feels it is a very good first movie it does still kind of feel like a first movie <laughs> knowing knowing what he gets up to in his later movies okay i get you there it kind of i'm like "Mm, does feel like you're figuring some stuff out don't you don't we hope that's what get out will feel like in 20 years 15 years oh god i hope so right like imagine imagine someone saying that about get out that was the other movie that i watched on saturday oh great uh emily because she hadn't seen it and i was like oh we're watching get out oh we're gonna watch this movie uh, so it was like between and she wanted to watch a movie that I had already seen so it was like between Get Out and like Midsummer or something and mm. I was like we're watching Get Out if you yeah. haven't seen Get Out we're watching Get Out you also have to Get Out is just an easier watch uh, yeah not, right yeah yeah, and it's so good yeah god that movie's so good it's really good it became one of my favorite movies last year I watched it and I was like oh that it's up there what how, how has it fantastic. not been before yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's Shaun of the Dead. Want to yeah, talk about no, how it's hot? It's it's no with Shaun of the Dead. I just had a fun. Remember when the 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 bar caught on fire? There's a lot of things that catch on fire in, in Edgar Wright movies. He just has such yeah. A does hot a flame. hey does a carpet hey hey Andrew does a carpet catch on fire? 
does it? Are you asking me like logistically, like in our real world life? No, I'm trying to fucking give hot fuzz, motherfucker. Hot fuzz. It was hot fuzz. I get it now. Is a carpet catch on fire? Yeah, because it's hot fuzz. There we go. We've talked about this movie, so we did fairly hour. recently. Yeah, um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, a perfect film. It's, it's so hilarious. Yar. Um, that's what I'll be screaming at the end of the world. <laughs> Andrew laughed so hard his headphone fell out. <laughs> Dead. I cracked myself up. Would you believe I've been doing comedy for a year? Ah, the world end. The world end. Twenty thirteens. Um, yeah. I've been. I wish I ta- I did this at our pre-talk, cause, yeah, I would. I would love to hear your your thoughts. I saw your letterbox review, and I would just love to hear your thoughts. I can't remember what I wrote in my letterbox review. Hold on. I just remember the the score, not the. Oh yeah, I don't really like I don't really like the world's end. Please pull out what you um, Yeah. There are two really good movies in the world's end. Yeah. And you put them together and you get one not good movie. But the two good movies that are in there are so good. It kind of it kind of sucks that they're put together into one shitty movie. Um like mm-hmm. The fucking Simon Pegg and Nick Frost deliver some of the greatest performances of their whole careers. Yeah, right. In this fucking movie. It's, they're so good. They are so good. And it's such a, it's such a bad movie. What makes you, because he's not a stranger, especially at this point, um, to to uh having two two things in a movie right like shot of the dead yeah. it's a love story and it's also a zombie movie it's uh hot yeah, fuzz yeah. it's a cop movie i mean it's what the wicker man it's a cop movie yeah scott pilgrim is a video game movie and also another love story um yeah what is World it about and... this movie that doesn't fit for you it's just that like they aren't complimenting each other Mm. in the way that all the other ones are okay right like Shaun of the dead having this like you know this kind of schmuck who won't do anything with his life suddenly confronted with hey if you don't do anything with with your life you're literally gonna turn into a zombie like you were already acting like a zombie in your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. but now if you keep doing that you are going to become a literal zombie it adds to the it adds to his story. Yes. Right? It adds to that. In Hot Fuzz, you know, the this like cop who has to learn how to turn off in a situation where he probably shouldn't turn off, like it, it just it all adds to it. It adds yes, to his story of, of this thing. Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, like, you know, this nerdy dude who's trying to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think all the style is just adding to this thing. It right? does it's feel like a game. Dating does feel like, like a game. game. It's there's levels. Right? Like, there's bosses you have to beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tinder feels like it's a like it's literally feels like a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it triggers that same it it triggers that same part of your brain. 
so it works like it all adds to it and then world's end it's like here's this really interesting story about this guy who never learned how to grow up who is dealing with mental health issues who is dealing with sobriety issues sobriety issues and like so many things but also robots but it doesn't feel like it like it's not like he was acting like a robot before and now he's like you know, it's not Shaun of the Dead where it's like, oh, you were acting like a robot before and now you have to do something about it or you're going to turn into a literal robot. Like, it's not... And, it, and at the end, it feels so... It feels kind of shitty and cynical when it's like, oh, all the world is looking at their phones too much. Phone bad. Beer good. Like, I don't know. I wanted... Like, there's such a good... and the And especially the, like, apocalyptic, like shit at the end where it's like oh we all remember where we were on that day and like it's like broken glass like the because he doesn't end up changing right like he just ends up being the same kind of guy still being a kid still being a shitty little asshole but now he drinks water like i don't know it it doesn't it doesn't feel like 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 the the sci-fi apocalypse stuff is adding to this wonderful story about addiction and and friendship and all this other stuff. It feels like, hey, here's a really good sci-fi movie of like, yeah, what if you go back to your hometown and like, there's literal, they're all robots. <laughs> and also, here's this wonderful story about friendship and, you know, all this other stuff. But they are not meshing in the same way. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the sci-fi stuff feels like a different movie than the than the other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the, like the whole first bit where he's like getting the gang back together and like all that stuff. And the, the like intense conversations where Nick Frost is like, like, this is why I don't drink anymore. Like you have to tell, like, I know you have this scar, you know, I, I think parts of it work, but I, overall, I don't think it adds to it, mm-hmm. you know? I got a lot of problems with that movie. No, no. I wanted to hear it. I wanted to talk because watching this movie and seeing your review, I was like, I have to say this up front. I know I'm biased. Like, this is like a wholeheartedly biased part. But I'll get into that part later. I'll still push you on some parts. I will say that with the entire alien subplot, it's... And for me, it's about conforming. About conforming to the norm. And there are parts of this movie where, and in life, right, where you're like, yeah, you do need to change. You can't tell your friend you're going to the bathroom and then play Need for Speed. Like, you need to change. But also, like, that big core part of you, that maybe childish, silly side of you, should you let that go? Should you? Should you do and for me with the aliens, it's just simply about conforming to society, to the world, to your friend's idea of you. Um, and that for me is what works. Where I would disagree with you and say, I feel like they do meld well. Meld well, did I say that right? Meld well, meld. You're hitting an A instead of a uh. Meld well. That just yeah, is an go. odd thing to say. You could say mesh. Mesh well. But meld well also just has like a little ring. Meld well. <laughs> meld well. 
But, um, then going to my bias things, yeah, no, this was the movie that made me realize, like, how much, not just I love Edgar Wright, I always do that, but just, like, how yeah. much Edgar Wright's films, and in particularly the Cornetto trilogy, these three films, influenced me, have pushed me, like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, half the reason I've seen them so many times is with my closest high school friends. I showed them these movies or I told them to watch these movies. There was one week where I saw Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead every single day. Every single, the week that The World came out. People were like, oh, you want to see The World's End? I was like, yeah, haven't seen Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead ever or in a long time. And I was like, well, let's do it. I like so and with this movie being about friends like it was just the movie just hit a lot differently um even like and not just to be sweet I genuinely mean this even knowing that like talking to you about this my good friend uh Sam Bannigan uh I did forget your name that's why um um yeah I saw, I saw. Don't worry. <laughs> Sam will remember this yeah, there is something so, like, real that I didn't get the first time I saw this about growing up, about being different people, about, you know, living a life, um, that I feel like this movie really does capture well. Um, half the, uh, another thing I like about this movie is a hangout movie. I like that it's a hangout movie, and then all of a sudden it's a it's a space evasion of the body snatchers movie i feel like it just flips it on its head and then they go to the smokehouse and then we're back to a hangout movie who are back to what what was on your arm or what cuts on your arm on this day what's this that there's just a lot of it was i was just shocked about how tender it felt for me um i do want to talk to you about the ending um you think sure. that ending is cynical Unless you want to talk about anything I just said. <laughs> no. Um, you think that ending cynical of the world literally ending and now they're in this apocalypse. Not the, not the world literally ending. It's the part where the, where the, you know, the aliens are like everyone. It, it just feels very phone bad to me. Mm-hmm. That whole confrontation with the, with Bill Nye. Oh, okay. Oh, that part. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Then, and then, and then, I think the like apocalypse stuff at the end is just bad. I just think. Oh, you just, <laughs> you just think that's regular bad, not like. <laughs> I just think that's regular bad, but I think the conversation with the aliens is just—it just feels kind of like phone bad, but good mm-hmm. to me. You know. And you feel okay. All right. That. The reason why the aliens are taking over the world is you humans don't know what to do with the technology. But let just well, it's like, well, it's in. that. But the, but they're like, how did you not notice? Like all this stuff. It's like, oh, it's because you're always looking down at your phones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you gave us the phones. What are you talking about? What are you? What are you saying? What is, what's happening here, Bill Nye? Okay, go back to your closet with Donald Gleason. No, oh, that's a good movie. That's oh, a fucking great movie. What is it movie. called? About Time. About Time. About Time. A phenomenal film. 
That's a cute film. Um, yeah. Um, any thoughts on the Cornetto trilogy at, at large? As how they work with each other, how it influences his filmography. I know we're long on I, time, but hey, we're I here. don't have that many. I don't have that many thoughts about Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I don't. No, you're cool. I think it. I think he's fun. I don't know. None of his movies really hit for me. Mm. You know, they aren't influential in my brain. They aren't like. I don't think that I. If I want that sort of emotional connection to something. I would I would never go. Oh, I want to watch an emotional movie. I'll watch Edgar Wright. Like, yeah, you know. I, I mean, mean, I'm never like. Yeah, I. A few weeks ago, so. I would have said the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I really enjoy the trilogy. I really love how they all are. Beer, friends, and blood. Right. It's. Yeah. I love it. Um. Yeah, no. I'm I, I I wish more filmmakers did this sort of thing of like I'm gonna make three unrelated movies with the same people and just see what happens. Yeah, completely unrelated movies, but yet they're all kind of the same. They're all kind of about growing up. They're all kind yeah. of about taking care of you and the people around you. Yeah. Um. And yet they're all very different. Very. Yeah, it's so fun. It's so much fun. Good luck catching those killers then. Um, yeah, no, I but I know most people don't like the world's end. Um, I always thought it was yeah. fine. Yeah, I know it's gonna be me versus the world talking about this movie. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The film before the world's end, but we just wanted to do the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Um, we've all also talked about this movie. Um, we did. I would love to go first, mainly because I don't yep. have a lot to say. Yeah, no, I still feel the same. Every single every single time I watch this movie, I'm like, well, maybe this is going to be the time. Maybe this <laughs> is going to be the time I fall in love with this movie. And I was really yeah. big on it this time. And it's, I still have the same issues. Like, yeah, just go and listen to our other episode. I highly recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know this movie you love and also means a lot to you. Yeah. So yeah. what did you take away from this watch after this wild period of our lives? I still like it. I, I, I can't help it. I can't Good. help it. Good. I wish I, sometimes I, I think about how much I like Scott Pilgrim and I go, I wish I wasn't that person. <laughs> I like the Joker. I, I hear you, man. <laughs> You know what? That's fair. At least I don't like the Joker. Uh, <laughs> and I know, like, I, 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 I am not like if I, I don't think if I said, "Oh, I really like Scott Pilgrim," I don't think anyone would be like. I don't think anyone would be necessarily surprised, but I don't think people would be like, "Oh, that tracks." Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think like I'm like a Scott Pilgrim guy. Mm-hmm. You know would what you I get mean? a tattoo? No. No. Scott Pilgrim tattoo? Like forgetting the 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 baggage that comes with it, just how much you like it. I mean, I get an MCU no. tattoo, but like I wouldn't now because I don't want anything owned by Disney on my body. But I get an MCU tattoo. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what it would be. Mm. 
You know, that's sort of the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. And then you don't want to put too much thought into it. And then you think of something good. And then you're like, well, yeah. dang. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just like it. I want Brie Larson to step on me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... <laughs> it's just one of those... <laughs> Uh, I want Brie Larson to step on me. Squish me like a bug. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> like, I don't, like, yeah. I don't know. It's good. <laughs> what do you want from me? I, like, what, especially hearing what I don't like about it and, you know, the internet. Like, what, what does it, what does this movie mean to you now? I'm just curious. I want to get in Sam Bannigan's head. <sighs> It's still just like I know, like I, I Scott is a shitty person. Of course, yeah, I know yeah. that. But like again, it's it's the it's the first and potentially only time I've seen a scrawny dude from Canada who's in a band who's into all this nerdy bullshit that I'm into in a movie. Mm. Like that doesn't happen, right? Like, yeah, they're, just, they're always from that, America. <laughs> They're always from America, and it's like, and it's like, yeah, I can, you can still relate to a lot of those characters, but there is something different about it being Canadian mm-hmm. that it is just like, because like the writer Brian Lee O'Malley, like he's from Toronto, like you know, like this is a Canadian thing. It's a Canadian story, yeah, yeah, and it feels like you can, I don't know, as as someone from Canada, like you can feel it, like it feels different, like I will know, say, like, even though it was Edmonton and not Toronto from going to Canada and now watching this movie, I hear that. I totally get what you're saying. There is yeah. something that, yeah, I'll say it. there's a culture there that, that yeah. of how people carry themselves, how people talk, how people walk. Like there's something very Canadian that Edgar Wright yeah. captures oddly. Yeah. It does a really good job. And it's nice knowing that they like shot it in Canada mm-hmm. and like, you know, you can go and see that house that they live in. Like, you can do it. Like, it's just in Toronto. Like, it's nice. I don't know. A lot of a lot of the times when stuff is shot here, like, it's not here. Last of Us, the TV show, was just shooting in my city, in downtown Edmonton. But it's Boston. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay. Gotta get those tax You know, cuts. like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Vancouver is New York City. Is San Francisco. Is Seattle. Is yes. every city but Vancouver. Toronto, the same thing. So it's nice seeing Toronto just get to be Toronto. Most you know, yeah. I want more. I want more stuff that's just like, yeah, this is just what it is. Like it just, it feels you know. like home. I hear you. Yeah, it's just nice. I like these books. Like they're sitting on my shelf right now. I have all six. Was it they're a great? <laughs> was it a good time rewatching it? Did you have like a fun time rewatching it? I had a good time. Yeah, I watched it one morning before yeah. work, and I was like, that's this is amazing. fun. I like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, next up, but what's your dumb transition this time? Um, I don't ever have a dumb transition, Sam. You always have a dumb. Jeez, why do you talk transition. like that? Jeez, Sam, you always sound like a baby when you do that. Just like a big baby. B a b y baby. Exactly. The movie we saw together, baby. <laughs> this one we were there first time experiencing it. You remember yeah. that was uh, that was an A 
That was just a good day. We went to the That park. was a great day. We That was we saw the lightning bugs for the first yes. time. Yes. We I freaked you out talking about my surgery. Yes. We found that Gatorade. We did find that Gatorade. You were like, Andrew, I found a Gatorade. This is why I was in love with Gatorade. It was a full bottle. I was like, bruh, I'm not gonna take part Gatorade. And you took it. It was it looked like it truly just dropped out of someone's bag. And then yeah. we slowly opened it and we heard it crack. It was yeah. perfectly sealed. I was like, dang, I'm about to take this part Gatorade. <laughs> I'm just running under some hot water. <laughs> yeah. Just to be safe. Yeah, no, that was a fun, that was a good day. And then we saw Baby That Driver. was a good day. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. It's it's so much fun. This. It's so much fun. I didn't like it as much this time. Okay. What? But mm-hmm. I, I still liked it. I still liked it. What did it uh, get with you? Other than the pedophiles. I think that I think it's I think it just feels less charming now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like yeah, I know, but, but like this is fun, but also I know that Angela and Kevin Spacey are both really shitty. Yeah, I don't know. I will say, this... yeah, when he draws that map, when he draws that map with the truck, it's good. It's like, a good scene. Um, when he when he drives the car, it's fun. It's good. Like, this... is he slow? It's great. I is don't know. This is a movie that I would argue, because I think you have this point, that movies should always be about something. Yeah. And this movie isn't really about anything. I think that's good. No, it's not. (laughs) I think that's, like, for the best. Other than, other than, sorry, he wants to fuck his mom real bad. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, And you know what? A lot of people resonated with it. Isn't that the fun That's part? True. Um, That's true. Yeah, this is a movie that is purely about a heist that's gone bad. He sets it up for about 45 minutes and then he knocks it down. And that's all the movie needs to be. It's about this charming little boy who got in, uh, caught up over his head. Sure, that's the same. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of like just the amount of fun having watching it by myself in my small little room. It was a blast. I'd see yeah. this again in theaters tomorrow. Like, yeah, tequila. It's oh, it's so good. Ever from the from Jungle to Trampos knows bats. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Yeah. That's one thing I really like about a lot of Edgar Wright's movies is there's usually like one just like fucking line that that just sticks Slick out for you. Line, it's yeah. Just like, yeah, it's always just good. Like last night in Soho, I'm always gonna remember like ah, it's the least I could do. What's the most? That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. <laughs> it bugs me. It bugs me. <laughs> um, yeah. And now we're back here. Or actually, Sparks Brothers. You, I saw you watched Sparks Brothers. Brothers, right? Yeah, it's good. Good, good filmmaker, right? Makes yeah. It's it's you know when you're a good filmmaker when you can make a documentary feel cinematic. We can make a real yeah. life story with just interviews and archive footage feel like a narrative, and that's what the Sparks Brothers are. They're cool. I like them. I might be a Sparks cool. Brother. I might be a Sparks guy now. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? I got 21 <laughs> albums to listen to. 
Um, Justin's becoming a Dune guy. You're becoming a Sparks guy. Yeah. It's great. What a time. What a time. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good documentary. It's really nice. It reminded me a lot of Mr. Rogers. Like, not in content yeah. of just how it was made. Um, okay. I really later. liked how that, I really liked that documentary. So it's on I'll Netflix. Check it out. I, I, would, I would recommend if you have the time. It is yeah. long. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah. And now we're back here. Uh, now last, we're back here. Last, last night. Last night in Soho. Soho. Edgar Wright. Yeah. I, he's really, I just, watching last night in Soho, it just like, he's really matured and he's still young. What, he's pushing 50, probably? I, I don't know. He's not that old. I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's almost 50. He was born in 74, so he's like 47. And we got so much more of him left. That's what yeah. excites me. We have so much more, and I cannot wait to see more of him, especially seeing uh, Soho. You said it best. It was nice to see him not do an action movie or a comedy, right? What else yeah. is he going to do? I don't know. I want it, though. I want him to do a, another horror, I think. Yeah. I want him to get real creepy because I really because it was really well done. I really like visual horror stuff like this, mm-hmm. and holy shit, I was like, oh, it's so good, so good. I really want him to to uh, not a joke. I really, you know, at the beginning of uh, that shitty grindhouse movie, Death Proof, yes, where it has all the like trailers and Edgar Wright does don't. Yes, I would watch the fuck out of that movie. You would. <laughs> that, looks, <laughs> that looks fun and good. Yeah, no, for sure. A hundred percent. I'd love to see that too. Um, right? You want to go downstairs? Don't. It's good. It's goofy. Yeah. Edgar right. Yeah. And I guess this is it. Any last thoughts about anything we talked about? Uh, No, movies are good. Art is good. I like it. Having a good time. Uh, have you been? Uh, do you have any thoughts about about anything else that we talked about? Any last last things? Um, Edgar Wright. Who who would have known a little boy from England would have affected a little boy from urban Texas so much? Uh, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> watching World's End. I was just yeah. That's how movies go. That's that's how a movie yeah. is paced. That's how a movie is edited. Yeah, that's just how film works as a as a whole. Yeah, yeah it, love him, love him. Great, great that I latched on to him. I'm happy that I latched on to Edgar Wright, opposed to yeah. there's a world where 14 years ago it was Quentin Tarantino, right? Yeah, yeah, that is. No, yeah, I'm glad it was Edgar Wright. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, have you been? Have you watched anything else recently that you want to recommend? Um, anything coming up? No. I've just been trying to do these projects, bro. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're pushing, we're pushing back Lynch. Maybe. We'll, we'll find out. We'll see how it goes. Lynch. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we were supposed to record let's it a, a week from now. Yeah. So. I Let's make a, I'm going to do it on podcast. It will 100% come out before Tips and Tops. It will a yeah, thousand percent come yeah, out. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's done it by the end the of the year. Before, might be the week before it stops. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 
But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to recommend to you, Andrew. Please. It's called Werewolves Within. Mm, you texted me about and this, it, yes. Andrew, it kicks ass. A lot of fun. Everyone should watch Werewolves Within. It's so good. Uh, my my letterbox review. I think this is the best way. The, the best way I can sell you. I can sell you this movie. Mm-hmm. Hot fuzz plus the thing. All right. Plus knives out. Okay. Equals werewolves within. All right. I really like all those movies. I'll werewolves check it within, out. man. Netflix. Right? It's great. It's. Netflix, 90 minutes. Oh, 90 minutes. That's all you had to say. Yeah, baby. It's so good. It's so good. I'll check it out. It's still spooky season. I, there was a lot of horror movies I wanted to watch. I still want to do Fear Street. I Yeah, I, I also want to do Fear Street. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, no. Yeah. We're still in spooky season. Spooky season till that turkey comes out. Yeah. I Oh, it's good. It's real good. Sam Richardson is fantastic. Canadian Thanksgiving was like a few weeks ago, was it not? Yeah, like three weeks ago. Oh, well, happy, three, happy, happy ago. belated Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh, no worries. We're, that was a while ago. <laughs> um, I also really want to recommend to any video gamers out there uh, a PC game that I started playing last night that is so good. Uh, it's called Inscription. Uh, inscription spelled with a Y, so it's like crypt uh, in inscription. Uh, it is a, and don't let this turn you away from this game if this is not the kind of thing you like. It is a roguelike deck building game where you like play this card game. Um, and oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good and creepy and like, oh, the vibes are immaculate. It's, it's, Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. What is it called again? Inscription, Inscription. with a Y. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, check it out. It's on Steam. Um, it's on, yeah, it just, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, and I can't wait to keep playing it. Like, I'm, I'm itching for it right now. Because it's so good. <laughs> I would, yeah, uh, Video good. games are great. Everyone should play video games because they're so cool. They're so cool. Yeah. Andrew, this game is great. If I think you would like it. Do I need to build up to it? I don't think so. It's pretty simple. Okay. Just yeah, it's just I don't oh, have to I so have to good. I don't have to move around the camera. No. So so you can okay, the big one of the big things is like you learn pretty early on that you can get up from the table that you're playing this card game at. And, like, look around the room. Uh, oh. And so you're, like, playing this card game, but you are also kind of playing, like, an escape room puzzle. Oh, okay. Uh, but you aren't, like, using the map. Like, you can just use the, the uh, WASD, the arrow keys, to uh, to move around. And so you don't look up or down. You just, like, if you hit, like, left or right, you'll just turn left or right. Mm-hmm. And then you can just move forward or backwards mm-hmm. from there and interact with stuff in the environment, and it's like, it's fucking sick. It's really good. It's a really good game. Check it out. Yeah. And if you play video uh, games, definitely check it out. 
yeah, definitely check it out. Anybody like Justin, if you're listening to this, who boy, get this game. <laughs> it's so good. It's great. Um, yeah, but that's all. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Sam Vanigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. We didn't say our names at the beginning of the episode because we got caught up talking about Malignant. Yeah. Um, well, we uh, said, thanks so much we for said listening. That you said, hey, Sam. and I, Or you said, hey, yeah, Andrew. Yeah. I said, hey, Sam. So, hey, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works. Um, thanks so much for listening. It means the world to us. This is a long one. Look, we had to talk about Malignant for like 20 minutes. Yes, we did. And then Edgar, there's a lot of Edgar Wright to talk about. Um it happens. This episode is going to come out on Tuesday instead of tonight because I have D&D in like three hours. So I'm not going to edit a fucking two hour long podcast. Of course not. <laughs> Before that, that's ridiculous. Um, the the Yeah. Uh, but thanks so much. It means the world that you are listening to this podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, you can join Lennox Studios over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Welcome Back Pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. For as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month. I just put out the uh, our Family Feud episode da, da, <laughs> on Sunday, da, 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 uh, da, da. which is just fun. Me and Andrew are just trying to do some Family Feud stuff. Um, there's like twenty episodes of of that up now. Not just Family Feud. We do a lot of other stuff. Not just um, Family Feud. <laughs> yeah. What if we did twenty episodes of Family just Feud? Just Family Feud. I'm still just twenty episodes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can get all those over on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/WelcomeBackPod. All our links and stuff are in the description. Uh, if you uh, don't have the money or don't want to give us money, we totally get it. There's a pandemic fully raging. Everyone go get vaccinated if you haven't already, which would be ridiculous. Yeah. If you this podcast. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone listening to a black and queer leftist art podcast is you'd be surprised is not vaccinated. You'd be surprised. I would be surprised. Uh, but anyway do that stuff uh if you don't want to give us money don't you don't have to don't worry about it follow us on social medias at welcome back pod subscribe on all the different platforms like the track view the track all those different things those are a great way to support the show uh if you don't want to support us on patreon um hey listen here's the plan you grab your friends grab a, any listening device you go and listen to Welcome back podcast with Sam and Andrew with your dear closest friends. Then you go to the Winchester, grab a drink, and have everything back before the morning. I messed it up. I forgot what he says at the end. You did. Yeah, tell your friends. Much like Sean, much like Nicholas, and much like uh, Gary. You need your friends. And listening to us might bring you all closer together. So hey listen to welcome back podcast as long as as long as you aren't as close as gabriel was <laughs> yes yes <laughs> just don't be that so, close <laughs> don't be that close don't be inside your friend what like you think that. of the that music the pixies music the i was i was trying to place it the whole time i was like what the fuck song is this it's driving me crazy i know this song i've played this song on rock band what fucking song is this it's in a million movies yeah what is it but also, Edgar Wright is killing it with the soundtracks in all his movies. <laughs> we forgot to mention yeah, that. True, killing it in every single one. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go bust out of the back of Andrew's head now. <laughs> <laughs>